Hey, welcome everybody to another edition of Something to Talk About. And is that the show we're on? I, yeah, yeah. Wh wh <laughs> which which show are we it? on? <laughs> hey, I got my co-host for life with me today. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. Vaughn is still out of line, out of town. She's uh, still she? she's still up in the mountains. Oh, that's right. Up in the mountains of North Carolina, mm -hmm. and all going bird watching and whatever. Oh, North Carolina. She, yeah. Oh. Up up there in the near, oh. the near the Smokies. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought she was, was in Colorado. I didn't know where she was actually. Well, you never know where she is. She's always on assignment. She she is, <laughs> and good for her if she can do it. Right. Yep. But uh, so it it's the two of us today. And uh, we're going to sit and chat a little bit. And uh, having having spent our career in business, uh, we we still are are business people. We like to talk about business. And we'll start off by telling you about two very great businesses. Number one is is Irving Chung, who is a franchise consultant. Irving Chung is with BigConsideration.com. He can help you if you have ever given any thought to having a franchise, large or small. You want to open a restaurant franchise or you want to have something as small as just a little bookkeeping franchise, you can call Irving, no charge whatsoever, and he'll help you with that. Our other sponsor is also a very good friend and she can help you with business too. And that's Christine Dean, who is the dfwnetworkingdiva.com. <laughs> She handles every aspect of marketing and promotion. She can help you build your website, increase the ability, the visibility of your website. Again, you can go on that website, dfwnetworkingdiva.com, and sign up for a free consultation. What could what could be better than being able to talk to somebody for no charge? For free. Yeah, you don't get and then much for free anymore. And walk away saying, it's not for me, or I like what right. you say, and right. let's move forward. Well, two very great, wonderful business people. Yep, yep. They, and, and they are independent small yeah. business people, and that's what, that's what we, we, like. we are really talking about here. Uh, uh, Irving uh, uh, is works in a, a variety of businesses. He not only works with helping people uh, open franchises, but he is, has a franchise. Uh, it's called Cycle Bar, uh, and they are, you know, stationary bike studios. Uh, and he's he's an avid uh, bike rider that way, and so he shares it with other people. That's what small business is all about: is is taking an idea that you have and developing it, and 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 sending it to a specialized audience. You know, you can't open a business and think you're going to go neck to neck with Walmart. Forget about that. That's that's a big problem a lot of people have. They yeah. they have grandiose ideas about opening a business and they think they're going to open their door, unlock that door that first day and people are going to flock in. Right. And they're and, it doesn't and, happen and also that way. they're going to stock the store right. with all kinds of goods to try to appeal to an extremely broad audience. The the best advice from our experience is to focus in on your, your immediate audience at hand. If you live in an area that's got a lot of senior citizens, then you want to carry goods and all that are going to be be focused for, for that audience. If you find young people are coming in e either to buy gifts or they want to start buying, then you can add another department or so. But, you know, get your idea, focus in on it. Um, we and used to use that phrase, crawl before you walk. 
Yeah. And you know, it, it, there's a lot to it today. I mean, between social media. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the marketing aspect is very, very important. Used to be when, when we were back in, in business, the newspapers was one of your main connections because everybody right. received a newspaper and they read the newspaper. But the cost of newspaper advertising was a little pricey. Now, yeah, maybe there was is. a manufacturer that we carried in our store and we could go to the manufacturer and they would pay for half or more of that advertising ad and we would just put available at our store. Th that, that was a good way to advertise in those days. Social media is basically free advertising. You get a page out there and, and that Facebook page, uh, uh, YouTube, Spotify, all the different platforms that works. you could put. And, and still, we have always said, and we will continue to say it, the cheapest and best form of advertising is word of mouth. If you take care of your customers, they will send more customers to you. That's that's very true. And that's the best way of, of doing it. It says a lot for the business when people are talking about you on Nextdoor <laughs> or on Facebook. Uh, yeah. And did you know when these, we call them, and they're known as cottage industries, these small businesses, you know, when they started it, it it's, I didn't cottage think about industries, it. cottage industries. First of all, they started in England. Yeah. I, I was going to say it probably goes back centuries. Yeah. With, uh, working, uh, making, creating, uh, textiles, yarns mm -hmm. and such. And from there it went to cigarettes. Would you believe that one? Handmade cigarettes? Handmade cigarettes. Well, Hand Cuba cigarettes. still does it with cigars. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And then it came to the United States from England. But it started in 1870. Really? Yeah. The marketing of cottage industries? Cottage industries themselves oh, okay. with people making it uh, in their, their little huts, their houses, uh, into the United States in the um, tenements. And the buildings that were so overcrowded and uh, people would work for very low wages, but they would do it in their apartments. Yeah, well, they didn't have to go to immigrants that, that came point. over from from uh, uh, other countries here. Some came with nothing in That's their right. pockets. Right. But if they were a tailor, they would they would. Yes. Get if they get, had a profession. Yep. They, they a would, tailor, a shoemaker. Shoemakers. Right. Yeah. Shoe repair. Shoemaker. Yeah. Um, where where do you find a, a, a shoe repair shop anymore these days? You know what? It's, Be, it's because, very difficult. Yeah. Because that was an old world talent and it was handed yeah. down through generations. But we've gotten to the current generations that that it's almost cheaper to go out and buy a new pair of shoes than it is to have your old shoes repaired. Yes and no. There well, for I mean, for women probably more so than men. If you if you find if you have a wonderful purse, a wonderful briefcase, a wonderful pair of shoes that you absolutely adore, uh, and that is servicing you but needs to be sewn, why yeah. go out and buy a new one for two hundred dollars, a new briefcase if you or can a new pair find of shoes? A shoemaker or a, a craftsman—they're there. That can can do. Yeah, you yeah, got, they're there. You yeah. have to look a little bit, but they are here. I know in Frisco there's two or three of them that are very good. Plano yeah. has a few. Dallas has a few, but you have to look. And 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 have you found that when you've 
contacted some of those that they are second or third or fourth generation. Yes. That it's been in their yes. family and yes. they learned Most how to them, repair yes. those those briefcases and purses yeah, it's, and hand stitch. And it's scary. It's a dying art. Yeah. It really is. Because I don't know that they're going to be able to hand it down to their Well, and also modern, modern machinery has taken over what hand That's hands used to make. I, I keep thinking about when you travel, if you travel into the Caribbean, straw hats, straw baskets and bowls, all handcrafted from, from uh, palm fronds. Uh, yes, it's know, amazing what that was. A, that yeah. was a cottage industry. Yeah, and when yeah. you get off the cruise ships or so, and you go into the markets, you find a lot of handcrafts, and people still like to collect those handcrafts. But there's also a machine that's probably making the same the same thing. Well, the machines can do it faster. Yeah, and they uh, make it look exactly like the handcraft. Yeah, one. yeah. But it's... there's something to be said for having it having something that was done. By hand. Yeah. Now, when it's done by hand, it's not exactly as perfect as the machines. You hope and so. so yeah. yeah. So every once in a while, there's a pulled thread here, a pulled thread there. Or they missed a thread or whatever. But well, you can't beat it. That's why I love going to art shows, arts and craft shows. Exactly. And 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 you I I would, I would tell people that that that's a great way to spend a weekend to find local. Local craft shows. Uh, some some are, are craft shows. Some are are fine art shows. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some are some are auto shows where you go and you see people that have maintained old automobiles. Uh, you know, rather and, and I give these people a lot of credit because they go and they set up at these arts and crafts fairs. Some of them are successful fairs. Some of them not so much. But they sit there in the cold, the heat, the sun, the rain, whatever, yep. selling their wares. We bought, I bought something this past, oh, it was about two weeks ago. We went to a craft fair, a fine arts fair and beautiful knapsacks and briefcases, hand sewn, hand -sewn hand uh, purses. And I bought a really pretty, I would call it a cosmetic case with a zipper and pretty hand embroidered flowers. It was beautiful. $10. Yeah. $10 for someone to have sat there for hours. And honestly, sewing. you could probably just... go into a big box store and find something similar that was made by machine in a foreign country. And it was probably $20. I was just going to say that it's more expensive and it's not $20. It's probably $40. And when you go to that, to that craft and, and art show, it means more because you got something that was done by that artisan. And yeah. let's face it, cottage industries, to to a certain degree, is just an extension of therapy for people. They enjoy doing <laughs> it. Right. I, I I think about uh, recent recently, uh, we saw at one of the local churches uh, in June they presented to each graduating high school senior they presented them with a comforter for them to take to college. And the comforter was two-sided. Mm -hmm. uh, one side had, you know, uh, panels relating to that student and their, and their life. The other was logos and all of the college that they were going off to. The beauty of the comforters was they were handmade by the members of the congregation of that church. 
I mean, that's you you couldn't have a memento that it was more meaningful than it was something that was handmade and crafted by by people who sat together in fellowship and put these things together for these students. That will be used for years and years and years and that will hold up. Absolutely. For years and years and years. Um, yeah, it. I really admire people. L like you, you'll sit down and you've done needlepoint. You've done some beautiful needlepoint. Yeah, I, I um, did for years. Yeah. And it was therapy yeah. for, for right. keeping your, your, your arthritis right. in check. And it keeps your brain going. Uh, you just have to find that one thing that you love doing. I'm not so artsy craftsy like you. I think if I had something to follow, maybe I could I could probably do it. But just to sit down and do something on my own, I mean, I can sew, but I'm yeah. not going to sew a pair of pants or an outfit, but I can repair things. Um, so, yeah, I, I suppose I could set up a little business for repair because... Well, well you, you I mean, did, for you, repairs, because a lot of people. After we retired from 40 so. years in retail, you did go into a little marketplace. Well, that's And you set up a, yes. little, a little cottage industry, if you right, will, with was, some of the manufacturers. Right. I keep I thinking about, about somebody somebody that's that, that goes to somebody's home and, and they're served a homemade brownie or a cookie. And he said, "Oh my God, these are these are wonderful brownies. These are wonderful cookies." Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about baking them and selling them at a at a uh, uh, at a craft show. Mm -hmm. You know, that's right. That's a cottage industry. That's how it starts. If you're starts. good at doing something and you really enjoy <laughs> uh, doing things, that, then do it. I it can be no no cost or very very little cost. I think that's how quite a few cottage industries <laughs> popped up. Over COVID, there are a lot of people that either that were working from home that had a little extra time, or there were people that were thinking of what they would like to do uh, to while away the hours uh -huh. while they were home with COVID. Those that maybe weren't working, and quite a few people that I know have started baking. They're doing the pies, the cakes, the cookies. Exactly what you're saying. But yeah, well, that's what that's what what COVID kind of launched too. That there were a lot of people that maybe used to do something, uh, jewelry making, yeah. uh, arts, arts and craft, painting, painting, sketching. Yeah. A lot of people during the the pandemic, because they were forced to spend so much time at home, right. they said, you know what? I think I'm going to start to create again. Music, creating music again. There are music writers that are out there churning out tunes right. and getting them out there to to be recorded by artists. Right. That's a cottage industry. So in my readings, because I've been reading about this, and that's you have, and that's how I find out, found out. I didn't know the cottage industry started way back in yeah. 1870s, but that's how I found out. But it's amazing that some of the businesses that started out as cottage, cottage industries. industries, graphic designing. I didn't yeah. realize they're saying that you can pull in $360,000 a year. In graphic working design? At home, working at home, graphic designing. Uh, landscaping business, which you do see. In fact, I went on today to landscapers because we need, we needed some sod. Yeah. And I went on to 
sod and landscaping. And there's a lot of, you can tell a lot of people that have started their, their own business. Well, and that's, that's a good point that you bring up. For instance, you can go to major nurseries and all, and you can say, I need some sod. Okay. Yeah, we can schedule you for about eight weeks out <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll get to you when we can. But if you research and you find that guy that just loves laying sod and he started, he's got one truck and he goes and he picks up a pallet of sod and he comes to your house, he unloads it, he lays it, he does right. everything. He's doing it because it's a passion for him. And he likes He's a it, yeah. successful cottage industry. Right, right. Uh, a mobile app development business. A hundred thousand a year. Just from that. Yeah. Well, we, we also know a lady that's a mobile notary. Yes. That was the other, yes. You know, uh -huh. great, great concept for a small, small yeah. independent business. Yeah. Because rather than you having to go to the bank to try and get something notarized, right. you call call her up. She comes right. to your house, notarizes your your, your documents. Boom. A, a fitness coach? Yeah. Somebody can come to the house, help you. Either you go to them or they or, come yeah, to you. Yeah. Massage therapists. The that, same I way. was just going to say that. Yeah. And there's there's lots of money to be made in massage therapy. Look at the, you know, what I never saw in our, where we lived uh, before Dallas, uh, Texas, was mobile grooming for pets. There is quite a few trucks around our area mm -hmm. for mobile grooming. I would have never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in, in South Florida, they, they, they were big vans and they would pull up in front of the house they had the water. They had the, the bin. They had everything. Just, all, all, uh, uh, you know, had a generator for electricity. And your dog would go in, and about an hour later, out would come your puppy, all groomed and everything. Yeah. And you didn't have to go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, organic fertilizer production business. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Hey, what about an egg production business? Got a small farm. There you go. Raise some chickens. Collect eggs. Event planning. Very, Very easy to do all you need. You do need a computer or an iPad, something. But yeah, that well, can we, be done from home. We got a guy in our neighborhood that started a business of decorating people's front yards for for their kids' uh, birthdays. Birthdays, graduations. Graduation, you anything, know, yeah. Great, these great big styrofoam yeah. letters yeah. and balloons and yeah. everything. That's and right. rather than you trying to do it, unless you have the talent to do it. Right. Uh, you call up this guy and you say, come on out. My daughter's having her 16th birthday and I want you to, and they do a job. Now here's one that's interesting. And I don't know. I should have, I guess I should have looked at the date when I was researching this on this website. I didn't think that there was a diaper, a cloth diaper business anymore. Most of them oh, really? are disposable, but I Absolutely. guess there are people that do like cloth diapers. We used to have it when our kids. That's right. They used to deliver. They the, delivered the, the cloth diapers and gave them back soiled and got a new. Of course, you have to know how to put a diaper on a on a baby. Well, that helps. Yeah, but usually you yeah, do if you're if you're having the a Because the disposables are a lot easier because it's just well, a peel and stick. That's that. I'll agree with that one. You know what? what another one that I've seen around our neighborhood. What? You know, you're only limited by your imagination. That's true. Now, in the neighborhood where we live, a lot of people have doggy doors. 
So their their mm-hmm. their pets can go oh, out the back door, <laughs> go out in the backyard and pee and poop and come back through the doggy door. Uh, I know well, you, you know, after a while, who's going to pick up the poop? Yep. You can either do it or there is a truck that comes around called the Poop Patrol. Amazing. And it's it's a camouflage type truck that I've seen. And they made a business <laughs> out of coming around and picking up your pet's poop. Well, for those people that work that have don't have time to do that. Yep. Hey, that's there, great. There's there are our uh, uh, cottage cottage businesses that will come out and clean your trash cans. You know, with high yeah. high pressure heat and water to clean them out, right. sanitize them and deodorize them. Yeah. Uh, and all because we all know what it's like to walk down the alley and and past everybody else's garbage <laughs> cans that have been sitting out there in the heat for months. The, and never cleaned out. The only thing like that, uh, you're going to need a, a good size truck. So you're going to need right. you, a little need money behind you before you start. For the for the poop pickup business, yeah. you just need a scooper. Absolutely. Well, and a, and a, a good hefty bag. A few of them. <laughs> Quite a few of them. <laughs> Starting a pickle business? My mom used to. To, I know she to, did, and I never, I never thought to jar that, jar of pickles. That could be that was considered cottage industry, that's and, and that's how you know what that's how Smuckers started. The Smuckers family started making preserves and jellies and jams oh, and everything probably. out of out of a farm. Yeah, and people used to come from miles around to buy their right. jellies and jams, and okay. event, and that's what a lot of small cottage industries hope for. They want to grow their business to the point where somebody comes along and says like to buy your business. Now we had a friend that, that started a woodworking business in Florida that we knew. Yeah. Very successful. He was very good at what he did and it Custom was hard cabinets. to find. It's hard to find those people. An artisan. Right. I think. So that, that would be one. That's what a lot of these are, are arts. Now there are, you know, and, and, and I should go along and say, say that a lot of these things that we're talking about, these little industries if you have the talent and the, the ability and the money mm-hmm. to go out and start these on your own, especially if there's equipment involved or, or vehicles involved, come up with a great plan. Or you can even contact somebody like our good friend Irving Chung, who is in the franchise business right. and all and find out that you know you can either put in X number of dollars on your own or there may be already be a franchise that can help you with your marketing and setup and equipment and everything for a, a much better fee. He would he have investors that want to invest in people's businesses? I uh, he could probably hook pe- people up. That's and that's or you do, or you do that because you you say you know what I've got so much re- in resources to put into right. a franchise but I'll take on a either a financial partner or a working partner. Yeah. Uh, Irving mentioned to me that one of the best uh, best you know low cost entry franchises to get into is a uh, uh, pet control uh, not uh, uh, pest control. Oh right. You know? Yeah. Everybody needs to get yeah, rid of the bugs that. on their property and all and it takes a small vehicle uh, some chemicals and somebody to drive and and administer those chemicals. So if you're a full-time worker. It doesn't mean like I got to quit my job to start a pest control business. Right. This is something you could do on, on the side. Yeah. It helps if you can narrow down what people are looking for. What, it, what do people need 
that might not be out there. And what you're interested in. And what you're Do. interested in. Yeah. And that's why when we came here to Frisco, I thought I'm just going to start a women's business for better clothing, mm -hmm. not necessarily the jeans and the, the short shorts and the tank tops. And yeah, and that's why I got into what I did for a few years here because it was something that I felt was needed. And it was for that woman that wanted to just dress up a little bit. And it was easy. I mean, I set my own hours uh, and I, I did one-on-one -on -one shows. I went to people's houses, did little clothing shows. It was fun. I met people at the same time and I sold my wares. Yeah. Yeah. You know, almost every, for for those of you watching and, and, and listening anywhere in the country, uh, if you have this this app called Nextdoor, uh, people go on to Nextdoor because they either have things to sell or buy uh, or looking for, they want a, a a suggested for somebody. You see a lot of these things that fall under the the, the, the heading of uh, cottage industries. For instance, every summer you find college students that that are willing to come and paint your fence, uh, uh, cut the grass, uh, do small minor repairs to raise money to go back to college. And we in our backyard right now we have we have a raised garden. Uh, a, a two by four size garden on stilts, raised garden. It was started by two 15 year old boys in our community who wanted to save money to buy a, buy a vehicle. They weren't even old enough to drive yet, but they started making these custom raised gardens yeah. and they sold them amazing. in our, in our neighborhood. They, they made well. thousands they did well. of dollars in order to purchase vehicles when they were right. when they were ready and then go on to college. They even connected a little bit later with some nurseries that they were providing those raised gardens to the nurseries, and the nurseries were That's selling right. it to their right. to their customers. These were two young teenage entrepreneurs. What about the kids that came by a couple of weeks ago and and painted our house number on the curb. On the curb. So that, God forbid, we have a fire or we need the police. They can find the address instead of trying to look through foliage and trees as to where this address is of this house. A couple of young fellows went door to door oh with gosh. their stencils. Was, uh, and, and you know, to them, it was, it, was, it was great money. And it was great yeah, to be able to give them the opportunity to do something like that. Very reasonable. Very reasonable. Great idea. And you see this on Nextdoor all the time. Somebody wow. says, I'm, I'm looking for somebody just to trim a tree. Again, you could go to an arborist and everything who will tell you it'll cost you four or $500 to trim that tree in your yard. But you'll find somebody that learned how to do it, maybe from their family business or just has has a passion for for doing it and they'll come and do it and usually it's for a, a fraction of the cost and then they advertise on next door to say i had you know mr mitchell came out and trimmed my tree and did a phenomenal job he was on time he was on budget mm -hmm. yep and i i highly recommend him well you know what mr mitchell then gets another phone call from another neighbor that says I read about or right. heard about and you. One to another, to another, to another. Yes, which, word of mouth advertising. Which is how my friend Nancy 
got started with her rubber necks jewelry. Right. I wear it on, on our opposite Texas show. And, um, people have been calling wondering who is this person that is making what's that necklace you're necklaces wearing? and bracelets out of rubber bands. Who would have thunk it? There's and no it, way. And she's doing, she's a very great. creative mind and has yes. been for, for, for many, many years. And all of a sudden she just had this idea and started creating right. rubber makes, necks jewelry. Makes it in her dining room table takes orders. What colors do you want? What kind of beads do you want? She and, goes to shows. Right. And, and, and she has and, house parties and it's very different. So again, this is something you can do at your home. Very nominal cost. Just with some social media advertising. She does have a website, rubbernextjewelry.com. And uh, check hey, it out. Yeah. Yeah. What else do we have here? I got to look at my list. Become a t-shirt designer, right? There's there's another good one right here in Frisco. Uh, Jem, right. Jem Matulek and uh, and uh, I forgot his, his partner's name. Two high school yeah. teachers got together. One one has a background in marketing. The other is just a designer, likes to design. They started making t-shirts in, in their garage. Now they have a retail store. Yes, they do. It's quite a store. Uh, and I've all, been in it. You know, uh, tumbleweed textile, textiles. It's great. T e x s t y l e s. Tumbleweed textiles. A real Texas store. You it's go, great. All Texas theme, but yep. now they have a Dr Pepper uh, series. Yeah. Uh, they've they've got the Frito Lay series. They've got. Uh, um, they They've can, done they can well. Do things, yeah, it's it's great, and I applaud them because, yes. as I say, a few years ago, it was two high school teachers that were making T-shirts right. in their garage, and uh, and everybody needs a handyman, huh. but a good handyman that you can rely on that will come when they say they're going to come, and knows what they're doing. That's the other part of it. It's fine to to set up a business, but please be knowledgeable and know your business. Yeah. Like hooking up a wide uh, a widescreen TV, or oh, or, or hanging yes. hanging that that uh, uh, ceiling fan. Yep. Uh, you know, yeah. Right. You want to try and do it yourself? Go for it. But otherwise, <laughs> there are people that specialize in doing right. that. You know, maybe maybe they got a full time job. They're 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 a licensed electrician. Right. But on the side, they like to hang ceiling fans. Right. You know what you don't hear too much about? That wasn't there Angie's List or something that you had? Angie's List, you yes. You used to have to to uh, pay to, to to join, and now I think it's free. It goes it's by free. Angie. Uh, yes, I think An Angie sold. I think she did very well yeah. with her little cottage industry and became known. And um, how to find there you how go. to find you know people right. And and one of the people that you would go to find that on Angie's list would be locksmith. Yeah. You don't I don't see a lot of locksmith trucks going around like you used to. Well, there used to be know. freestanding locksmiths, but you, that meant you had yeah. to have a had to have to have a location and you had to maintain an overhead in a well, store. Now, now, now a lot home. of locksmiths are have a van and they got if you, I haven't seen one. Most people go to Home Depot or Lowe's, and that's where they get their locks. Uh, I guess they put it in themselves, or they have people through Home Depot and our son just did Lowe's. that. But he 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 knows how to change out a, a, a lock on a door. 
I don't think, really? I don't know whether I, I could, whether I could do it. Yeah. I don't think the average person can do that. Maybe, maybe uh, start a cleaning service, virtual tutoring. Very yeah. important for the That's kids because the else. parents are busy working these days. That's the other thing that uh, the pandemic did was everybody right. learned how to, right. how to zoom. zoom right? And now they've turned that into a, uh, that's you know, right. I mean, That's gosh, right. you can even get a visit from your doctor virtually now. But That's you're right. you're right. Tutoring a lot of kids yeah. need need a little bit of help. Teachers are overworked as it is That's in right. the classroom, whether it's in person or virtual. And what we saw also at the craft fair when I bought my little makeup case, soap making business. Mm -hmm. A lot of soaps, essential oils. Remember that one booth? They had candles. They were oh scented, my gosh. scented candles. That was great. They right. had a beer, beer mug candles that smelled like beer. How do they do that? I, it's <laughs> how they how they get the essence of beer to put into a candle, a candle. So on your bar, you can sit there and light this candle and right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. 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 Start a bookkeeping. Yankee ingenuity. Yeah. Yeah. Start a bookkeeping business. Started well. We said jewelry making, beekeeping. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's a that's a hobby that's, turned yeah. into an industry, yeah. and yeah. then they jar the honey. Yes, and, yes, and, and sell it. Yeah, uh, we have a good friend who is a who is a, a preacher who loves to smoke yeah. brisket. Yeah. So he's he used to he used to do that for a living, and then he became a, a clergyman, and now he is a clergyman. That and, also oh, does that's right. smokes brisket and sausage and, and all. That's Ernest Morgan, Ernest B's barbecue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and also around the Texas area, other than barbecuing, is gunsmithing. I'm sure that would that well, would be great. A lot here. of people like to just use the weapons, but but it's it's kind of a drudgery to clean them. Yeah. So, yeah, so, to, to, so have uh, somebody else do it. That, that enjoys sitting yeah. and, and doing yeah. that stuff. You're absolutely right. Everybody has a pet. Pet food delivery. The only thing with that one is you can go on a website, order your food, and have it delivered. So I'm but not, not if sure. you need a special blend. Well, that's the thing. If, if there's a special store that you work with or uh, a vet that has the food and you can't go there. You're working, whatever. And the yeah. vets usually know the know those yeah. people. Yeah, start a leather business. That's what we we also saw that at the craft at, show. At craft shows, yeah. yeah. You don't you don't leather. see hand tooled oh, wow. leather belts. That well, wallets. we did at that one. Uh -huh. Yeah, be a social media consultant. Heaven knows if you're starting a business, you need social media consultant. If you're not, oh, like Christine Dean, absolutely. Yeah, because there are a lot of people like ourselves that couldn't do anything with the website. We needed Christine. Right. You know, and you can go out there and you can start, you can go into Wix.com and yeah. you can go all these, and you could, you can set up your own website. Yeah. But if nobody sees it, it's just a website. You need somebody that can take that and make it attractive enough and then push it out there on multiple platforms so that you can, you can, Start a Marketing. knitting business. Knitting? We need somebody to knit. You cannot find knitting shops anymore. You used to oh, be able to go. They would help you start or learn how to knit. And you could go to them when you had problems, when you didn't 
you know, you wanted to make a sweater and you didn't know how to make a sweater. They would give you lessons on how to make a sweater. There's no knitting businesses anymore. You know, you know, another one for somebody that does like to knit hmm. is, is my man, my mom used to do it yeah. too. She used to she, take remnants she, of her yarn yeah. and, and knit little beanies for, for, for uh, infants Newborns. or, or preemie, preemie blankets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's something to keep you busy and whether you give them away or you sell them for a a modest amount, you know, you can, you can make that into your own little business. You can find the yarn, but you can't really find people to teach you what to do with that yarn. Or if you have a problem making that sweater or that coat or whatever, that purse, whatever, what do you do? There used to be little stores you could go to. And you'd sit around, and, and that's every what, every and Thursday afternoon at one o'clock, they used to have a you know knitting one hundred and one. That's right, that's right. And you could go there. You can't do that anymore. You so can do I that online though. Too. You could do it online. You could have a knitting circle at your house. Mm-hmm. Give lessons. What? Like that would be great. You know, there are musicians that do that too. They just went through a year and a half of not being able to play publicly. So they they would do some some small concerts right. or something virtually. Now That's they're right. getting to to perform, but they still need a supplement. So they go online and they can teach virtually you how to play the piano That's or wonderful. to to play a guitar yeah. or a violin. Well, there was a while our our grandson couldn't go uh, to to piano where lessons. he was getting piano lessons. Yeah. So they did it virtually f- for a little while, and it worked. Yeah. It worked. You know, the other aspect of what we're talking about, too, is, is not only having your own cottage industry and, 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 and local business, but supporting them. You know, you, you have options when you go shopping for gift items or, whether, or even if it's for, for food or groceries. If you have an option of going to an independent market, uh, an independent store, a small mom pop operation. I highly encourage you. We we highly encourage you to give the business to those people. They are the backbone of this country. You know, the big box stores, the they, major they malls. They will always be there. They'll always be there. But if they fail, they can afford to fail. They they just they just leave, and then you say, "Oh, I used to shop in that store, and it's gone now." If you support your local butcher, you support that local ice cream store, you support the, that local, uh, uh, you know, uh, me, uh, uh, market for your vegetables and everything, you're going to get a fresher product. You're going to get good service. Uh, you say to the owner of the store who is usually there, listen, call me the next time that comes in. And lo and behold, you get a phone call. Hey, you were interested in, in that item? We just got more of them in stock. Stop by at your convenience. So in other words, shop small. Shop small. That's what we'd like to see. And and do it other than every year after Thanksgiving. (laughs) Uh, Friday is, is, uh, what do they call Friday? Black Friday. And then then you got small business Saturday. And you got Cyber Sunday. Make it small business all year. If you can, I mean, there are some things you cannot, but if you can, it makes all the difference in the world. It helps that person. It helps our economy. It helps you. Well, absolutely. And 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 if you visit a small business, you have an independent plumber 
an independent uh, electrician that comes out and does work for you. Go to these, these sites and everything and give them five stars and give them a nice review and help their business so that they can, can continue to, to do what they do best and enjoy doing and, and to help support their, their family and their small business because the big names are always going to be out there and all, right. and it's a matter of when they when they can show up. I mean, some are better than others, but I, I mean, I'm even that way. When when you go to to doctors, you go to a dentist or or you go to a, a doctor, uh, you go to an eye doctor. Uh, uh, if you can find an, a doctor, that there's only one, one doctor two, as opposed to practice. four or five. Yeah, instead of going to that that clinic right. yeah. that's got right. six doctors that do that, and you sit there and you sit there and you sit there. Right. Once you even even get an appointment with them, but you know, I I very much appreciate when I have a doctor that texts me or calls and says, "Listen, you're you're due for your annual checkup." Oh, thank you for reminding me. Yeah, that's, that's me. highly unusual. I'll be in uh, you know on Tuesday. Yeah, it's highly unusual. You don't usually get that. You have to. You have to take care of yourself and you have to make the appointments yourself. You have to remember. Exactly. So when you find somebody like that, oh, go to them, gravitate to them. It's great. And share the information with other other people in your family and your neighborhood and your friends and let them know that you've got that service. I mean, I find that very, very true with, with uh, veterinarians too. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some vet hospitals that you could wait and wait and wait to get service <laughs> Uh, for, for your animal, but you go to a vet that's one or maybe two and they've got a staff that, you know, and boy, when you got a, an appointment for 10 o'clock in the morning, you walk in and your and pet gets sun. right well, in. That's true. Although there are some vets, single vets by themselves and they are so good and they're, that they get well known. Some, and, yeah. and, and sometimes you do wait. And then at that point you say, no, I'm waiting. I will wait for this person. But I didn't realize when I went through all these uh, in doing the research that there were so many cottage industries. It is amazing as you start thinking of them and you start writing them down and realizing. I don't know what the percentage is, but I would say that probably more than 50 percent of, of, of businesses in, in this country are independently owned. Yeah, and I did not see that. Which, mean, when which makes reading. it more of a challenge. It yeah. does make it more yeah. of a challenge. But. If you've got a good business plan and it's well thought out, you can make it. You can make it successful. Well, that's that's important too. It's a business plan. Yep. You really need that. And if you have trouble with it, or you want to franchise, or you want to increase your business, that's what we have our sponsors for because they believe in us as a small independent business, giving information like this out to you. And so you can reach out to Irving Chung at bigconsideration.com or you can reach out to Christine Dean at dfwnetworkingdiva.com and they can help you if you've got a cottage business and you want to take it to the next level or you're looking for a franchise that you want to take to the next level and take your yeah. life to the next level. And you realize you're a cottage industry. Yeah. I'm a, I am a cottage yeah. industry. Also yeah. your friend Nancy. She's with rubbernextjewelry.com cottage industry yes. is more more gratifying and then go for it yeah and then sometimes just pack a little bag and you see that there's a festival going on in in a park in your neighborhood go out there walk around and see what other people do to keep themselves occupied and share their their talents with yeah. you yeah yeah 
And the other thing you do is to come back here again next week at the same time that's for another edition of Something to Talk About. That's the best. Isn't that a good idea? That's the best. I think it's a good idea. Great idea. So go out and make it a good day. Join us again next week. Bye. Bye.